the property pod. 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 pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry welcome to the property pod with september being tourism month in south africa we are chatting to movers and shakers in the tourism and hospitality industry in particular hotel property owners and developers in this episode i am speaking to myself on olak ceo of jersey listed togo sun hotels south africa's largest hotel operator and owner the group which was spun out of togo sun's gaming hospitality business a few years ago has a history going back over 50 years with its first hotel being the beverly hills in amshlanga that opened in 1964 iconic hotel gaming and resort developer the late Saul Kersner played a key role in the early growth and development of the group which later became known as Southern Sun in fact the Beverly Hills hotel is named after Kersner's daughter Marcel van Olek has effectively been with the broader Togo Sun group for over 20 years barring a year long sabbatical of sorts in 2017 he moved so up Togo the ranks to CEO of Togo's largest group in 2011 which and became a CEO of Togo Hotels in, in terms of what's happening in the tourism industry joining the group ahead where is the uncovering of the hotel movement and how important is domestic tourism as inflicted a heavy blow on the tourism industry since the global outbreak early last year such as the uk's initial hard lockdown and restrictions to travel locally have eased international and business tourism in south africa is still in the doldrums now more than ever the tourism industry depends on domestic demand for its bread and butter Marcel joins us in studio now to chat about how the hotel business is doing and Togo Sun Hotels recovery with more of the company's hotels opening up ahead of the summer season. Welcome to the property pod Marcel. Thank you. Before we delve into COVID-19 and the slow recovery now Marcel, give us an update in terms of the size of Togo Sun's hotels as a separately listed group. Besides owning hotels and taking over full ownership of hospitality property fund, the group also manages hotels for the likes of Liberty and now even Remgro. Yeah, so we've got 112 hotels in the portfolio and there sort of a few different business segments. Of those there are about 6 or 7 that we don't run ourselves. They legacy properties we acquired with hospitality that are under long-term contracts with Radisson and Marriott. Um then there's about 25 hotels that we manage for third parties. Um a big chunk of that is some of the gaming hotels that when we split from from gaming are very integral into the casino. Um your Palazzo Node for example at at Monte Cassino. Uh we also have about seven timeshare resorts. I think we're the largest timeshare operator in the country. Um and we operate as you say for the Liberty Consortium for AXA for a pension fund in Zambia. So we've got quite a big management operation itself. And then the bulk of our cash flows come from the remaining 80 or so hotels that we own and operate outright for our own account. Um and that covers everything from five-star properties like the Beverly Hills, uh, Arabella, Mount Grace and so on down to your one-star um budget offerings like Sun One. Okay. So quite an extensive uh, portfolio across South Africa. As the largest hotel group, uh you or Togo Sun would have a pretty close ear to the ground in terms of what's happening in the tourism industry. Where is the recovery at at the moment and 
how important is uh, domestic tourism currently, considering the constraint on the international side? We know the international restrictions, such as the infamous red list in the UK, is quite a problem for South Africa at the moment. Yeah, so, so up to now there's very little international travel. Um, there's only essential business travel, which is very small. There's a little bit of the US market that's come back, um, very much safari orientated, so one night in Joburg up to the bush. But by and large, international doesn't exist. So that impacts areas like Cape Town, which is built for the international tourist, um, and Joburg, which has a lot of corporate and, and a lot of that inbound uh, business travel that's not existing. So domestic is the only market that's out there, and that results us trading at about half our normal levels. Uh, domestic leisure is strong. Um, we've got a long weekend just ahead of us here, which will be passed by the time this goes out. Uh, we think all our resorts will be full. Anything with a leisure attachment to it, from Palazzo to Sant and Sun, even in, in Johannesburg, will be full this weekend. Um, so domestic leisure is very important. And then there's quite a bit of domestic government-related travel um, which is not so much what we call the transient, just a, a person going about their business, but group stuff, mm. uh, where they have to have, for example, Department of Education is doing examinations, the IEC is doing training. So there's, there's a fair amount of that across the country where government has to move to function, um, but it's all domestic related. Uh, the parts of the market that are missing is your international, and then your international and your local corporate market. I mean, mm. Santon is still quiet. There's traffic, but it's not what it should be. Mm. Okay. Um, and with uh, the summer season coming up, how many of your hotels are open at the moment and or are set to reopen? I hear, for example, that your 54 on Bath just opened. Yeah, so most of our portfolio is open. Um, not so much that it's running full, but it's open. So we find if you can trade above 10, 15% occupancy, you're losing less money than if you closed. Mm. Um, so if possible, we get a hotel open. They're also not buildings that like to be closed. They're not designed to ever be closed. If you switch off a building, you start getting issues with your lifts that aren't moving the lubrication around the cables and your water systems and so on. So, so we prefer to have hotels open, even if it's at low occupancy. The areas where we still have closed properties are Cape Town because there's just too much stock without an international market in there. But we're hoping that some of that, this red list issue will get sorted, that we get a bit of a late summer season will come through for us. Mm. And then Santon, some of the big, uh, real corporate focused hotels are not open. So those are your two trauma markets. Um, the balance of the portfolio, all our outlying stuff, Ilm Tartas, Bloemfontein, Polokwane's are all open. Uh, and most of Africa is open. Uh, I think Zambia is, um, Tanzania is the only hotel that's still closed. Everything else is open. Despite Togo Sun being hard hit by COVID-19, like its listed peers, City Lodge and, and Sun International, your group has, has been busy taking over hotel operations, considering your link with Hospitality Property Fund, such as the Mount Grace, which opened earlier this year. And more recently, uh, you have a Stellenbosch property, and that's an all-new property. Mm -hmm. Tell us about these moves. Clearly, you're planning for the future and an uptick in tourism at some stage. So there are two different types of transactions. The, um, the hospitality fund, when we took that over, we had a number of properties that were contracted out to third parties. And Merritt in particular walked away from a number of leases that they had. So we took those in-house, um, which in, in hindsight is actually great for us. You know, we would have been previously had to buy them out of those and we're quite glad to take those. Mm -hmm. So Arabella is an important one, Mount Grace, because they're leisure and leisure is doing well at the moment. The Edward, Hazy View and so on. So we brought those in-house and it's about six properties I think we've taken over. Mm -hmm. Then something like the, the Stellenbosch Hotel, we've got a long relationship with Remgro and the Rupert family going back many years to Malalan Sun at, at Leopard Creek that was there. 
Um, they've done a, an exercise really to preserve historic buildings in the center of, mm. of Stellenbosch. So it's a small property, it's 22 suites. It's attached to the Volkskum base, which is uh, Jean Engelbrecht's restaurant there. And, and because of our long relationship with them, they approached us to run that for them. Um, so it's more uh, looking after the history of Stellenbosch than it is a, a hotel thing. But it will work, I think, really well once your internationals are back. It's an all-sweet hotel, beautiful rooms. And because it's heritage, you had to do quite a lot of work to make, to make this work within the confines of the buildings. And it's come out really nicely. So I think once your internationals come back in a, in a normal summer period, that little property will do very well. So is that your first property in Stellenbosch? Do you have first other one in the in the Stellenbosch town? Mm. Um, we've obviously now got Arabella, which is out in the Overberg, which mm. is also in the Winelands area. Um, beautiful property, golf courses back in the top ten again in the country. So I think Arabella is also going to do very nicely for us, and it's it's an area where we were very city centre focused in Cape Town. So I'm quite pleased we've got some outlying proper five star product mm. out there, which is nice for us. Okay. The last time we spoke, Marcel, Togo-san results were, or Togo-san hotels results were out in May. You were not too happy about the slow pace of South Africa's vaccinations rollout. It has picked up quite a bit now. How important are or is that the vaccination drive to the recovery of tourism? So it's pretty vital. I mean, if we don't get vaccinated, we're not going to get accepted on the international stage and we're not going to be considered a safe environment to come to. Um, so... And the vaccination program was botched. Um, fortunately, that has fixed. And, and we've seen in, in recent months, since sort of late June, July, it's really opened up and it's gone rapidly. So now you're dealing with vaccine hesitancy, people who don't want to get mm -hmm. vaccinated, as opposed to people who want to get and can't get a vaccine. If you, if you want it, you can get it now. And that, that's really important. Mm -hmm. So we are, for example, internally heavily encouraging all our staff to get vaccinated. Um, it's absolutely vital. You, you will not get international travel inbound or outbound if the world doesn't perceive your vaccination program as solid and and we have a very good program here I just needed to get I guess the bureaucracy out the way mm. um, this red list issue you know it's now about the beta variant that hardly exists in South Africa this sort of stuff will pass I, I think in a month or two I hope that it, it's certainly cleared out but the vaccination program is vital for us staying uh, not becoming a pariah in the international market mm. okay crossing fingers on that um, Moving back to domestic tourism, the local holiday season is uh, approaching. Which, which are expected to be Togo-san's uh, destinations that are going to stand out in the summer, considering it's going to really be, be pretty much linked to domestic tourism? Yeah, so our strongest domestic market is Durban. Um, obviously, the beachfront is still very, very popular. We have a very loyal Indian market that goes in and out of there, visiting friends and family. So the Durban strip, both in Umslunga and in, along the beachfront, should do, should do really well. Then our outlying resort properties, hopping on them, the Mount Graces, the, the Arabellas and so on, will do well because they, they're easily accessible within an hour from Cape Town and Johannesburg, uh, respectively. And then our timeshare resorts are, are very resilient. You know, that market... The minute the restrictions are lifted, timeshare runs full. People use their timeshare. They want to be there. Uh, and a couple of those, we've got hotel offerings with them that I think will do well. Uh, and we also make good money out of food and beverage and so on on those. And you need volume through that. Um, I was at Sobi about two, three weeks ago, and it was the first time I'd seen it where it just looked like a normal world. You had swimming pool full of children and ice creams everywhere, and like the world was coming back. And so I think we're going to have quite a good leisure season provided there's no changes in the restrictions, uh, which we saw last December when that, that second wave came along. Yeah. But I'm pretty optimistic about that. I mean, this third wave was, was very heavy and intense on the country. 
So I think without knowing too much about the science behind it, I think we're in for a good summer season because um, there's a lot of pent-up demand after the, the impacts of this third wave and the level four restrictions that were with it. We'll have to see how that pans out. Marcel, we're almost at the end, but uh, on a concluding note, what else do you have up your sleeve for Togosan Hotels? More properties being managed or perhaps uh, some opportunistic acquisitions? I know last year you sold uh, the My Resort, for example, and that was to bolster your balance sheet. But uh, you clearly are looking at, at uh, taking advantage a little bit within the context of already being the largest hotel operator in South Africa. Yeah, so it's, it's quite challenging having a long-term view when the market's been so uncertain and, and hospitality is the hardest hit industry by far. Our short-term aim is survive, uh, avoid a rights issue, maintain our balance sheet, um, get us out of this trauma. Our medium-term view is recover. We do think there'll be a strong recovery in both business and leisure travel. Leisure, you can see it there, I mean, that, that demand is there. And we think business travel will come back to you. People need to move. So that's our medium term. When you get into the longer term, it gets a bit harder, and it depends very much what the conditions will be at that point. What we're seeing at the moment is the, the implied value of hotels, if you look at listed share prices, is enormously discounted, and it has no bearing to what individual properties are trading at. Um, we saw the, the sale of Zimbali went through in December, and if you add in capex and so on, that has to be spent. You know, that same amount of money would have bought you 10% of the whole circle group in December. Uh, now, that can't be right, that you could, you could equate those two. Um, and it, so for us, if, if in the longer term we don't see a recovery, we, it would make sense to, to put the free cash flow we're going to generate back into ourselves. Um, overall, we'd still want to grow the portfolio. Um, I don't see a lot of distressed stock out there that is trading at prices that could justify not rather just buying our own shares. Mm -hmm. But you don't know what it'll be like in two or three years' time when the recovery is there. And, and there is a small outside chance that we have a, a really strong boom in travel, um, a bit of a roaring 20s after the market opens up. Um, and then we've got to look at what the market does at that time. And, but that, that would really be first price if we get that, that strong economic growth and business and leisure travel all at once. Uh, then we're firing on all cylinders. Thank you, Marcel, for your time. That was Marcel von Olek, CEO of Togo Sun Hotels. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. Brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.